Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And today we're going to start off with a brief little story, uh, courtesy of Bob Arum and uh, Jared Anderson and my good friend Jim Kalfa over BoxingNews24.com, who says Jared Anderson is facing the still dangerous former IBF heavyweight champ Charles Martin in front of his hometown fans, as we know. And the Southpaw Martin, who's 29-3-1, by the way, is still a live dog and not someone Anderson can afford to take for granted. Um, Martin's only career defeats, by the way, have come uh, against Luis Ortiz, Adam Kaunaki, who lost, as you know, uh, and uh, Anthony Joshua. Anderson has been previously scheduled to face hard-punching contender Jean Kozabotsky, but he had visa problems, couldn't take the fight. It'll be interesting to see says Kalfi, how uh, Jared does um, with this change of opponent because he's not getting a lot of time to prepare for Martin's style. And uh, Anderson is pegged as the future of U.S. heavyweight boxing. Anderson's 14-0, 14 knockouts, is viewed as the guy that will soon take over the heavyweight division once Tyson Fury retires or ages out, which could be soon, but may not. Um, Anderson has looked impressive in his recent fights, despite uh, having 100% knockouts in his four-year pro record. Anderson doesn't possess one-punch power like Deontay Wilder. Anderson is a combination puncher with good power who scores knockouts by an accumulation of punches landed. There are positives and negatives involved with how Anderson fights. For him to score knockouts, he puts himself in harm's way by standing in front of his opponents to unload his combos. This often results in Anderson getting tagged hard by his opponents, and he's not had problems yet because he's not faced anyone with huge power. Anderson will need to be more careful this Saturday because Charles Martin is a knockout threat with tremendous strength in his left hand. Top-ranked promoter Bob Aram is high on the 23-year-old Jared, seeing him capable of soon capturing a world title. The only question is how soon Anderson will get to battle for a world title. Given Jared's friendship uh, with J Fury, whether he'll want to fight him is a questionable uh, is questionable. Of course, if Fury captures all the titles by beating IBF, WBA, and WBO heavyweight champ Alexander Usyk this December in Saudi Arabia, if that fight takes place, and hangs around defending the four belts over the next four or five years, Anderson will have no choice but to put friendship aside and face the six foot nine Gypsy King. Kalfi says Anderson can't afford to wait forever for fury to sail off into the sunset before he battles for a world title and on the flip side of all that you have to keep in mind anderson has said he's already ready to retire anyway we'll see what happens uh speaking of retiring uh, for uk fans of boxing tony bellew has made it clear he's not yet 100 ready to roll the dice by coming back uh, but plenty of people are wondering if blue could actually do it if he did come back can I take the impact and the pounding of the punches? Bellew said, the, that's the only question I've really got to answer. Well, it's kind of obvious, but anyway. If Bellew gets through a good training camp and if he feels up to it, uh, he could prove uh, more than one of the rare successes in the field of comebacks. Eddie Hearn has been asked his thoughts on Bellew's possible ring return with the promoter pointing out how Bellew has that never say never attitude. Um. Tony said he's flirting with the idea. Oh, sorry. He's flirting with the idea of fighting uh, Rosansky. And when Rosansky knocked out Alan Babak in the first round, Tony said, I could become a two division world champion there, uh, said Eddie Hearn. So he's mentioned that a few times. It's difficult to go back after three or four years and start taking big shots again. But Tony is a competitor. Uh, Bellu's 33 and one, has upset the odds before. Would he 
would he be doing it so once again if he came back and took out the 37-year-old Rosansky? So that's who he's thinking of fighting. Uh, as we as we all know, uh, the WBC bridgeweight champ is Lucas Rosansky, who he's talking about. And among the comebacks that we've all seen before, the Sugar Ray Leonard's, George Foreman's, Muhammad Ali's come to mind, as well as uh, in days gone by, Joe Lewis and uh, James Tony even. Uh, but was Muhammad Ali really wise to take uh, those final fights against Larry Holmes and Trevor Burbick? We'll never know, but uh, comeback ha have happened, and I think George Foreman is uh, coming to mind as far as I'm concerned. All righty. Uh, speaking of Eddie Hearn, though, he's been on a bit of a rampage of late uh, following his loss, of, as you might uh, might call it, the loss uh, of the Canelo Alvarez partnership over to PBC. Anyway, Eddie Hearn uh, gave a brutally honest assessment on the career of a current fighter, which he has described as one as poorly managed in the history of boxing. The matchroom boss is courtesy of BoxingSocial.com. The matchroom boss faced criticism from Oscar De La Hoya for putting his fighters in losing matchups, which sprung up after Canelo lost out to Dimitri Bivol last year. The pair have been embroiled in an often nasty back and forth ever since. Hearn described to Hearn decided to fire back at De La Hoya uh, at a post-fight press conference for Edgar Berlanga versus Jason Quigley recently, blasting the former six-weight world champion for his handling of Jaime Munguia's career and descri describing him as a complete fucking idiot. Oscar De La Hoya is a complete fucking idiot. His job is to put on good fights for zone, and he hasn't done that with Jaime Munguia. It's probably the worst managed career I've ever seen in the history of boxing, said Eddie Hearn. His opponent's list has been awful up until uh, Dervid Yanchenko recently, but he's also a faded fighter. Hearn called for a fight between Berlanga and Munguia following the former's uh, win this past weekend. However, De La Hoya took to social media to quickly shut him down. Uh, Mungi, as you know, landed a huge win over veteran uh, Derevanchenko a few weeks ago with a final round knockdown, proving vital in securing a decision victory for the popular Mexican. Although Munguia is undefeated and won a world title at age just 21, his career has stagnated somewhat since moving up in weight, and there's a perception that Golden Boy are hesitant to throw him in against the top names, hence the back and forth. But Eddie Hearn doesn't stop there. According to Bad Left Hook, Eddie Hearn reacts to Canelo Alvarez leaving the zone in favor of PBC. Eddie Hearn says Canelo made his best, the best move of his career at this stage, but he hopes to circle back to him later on. Matchroom promoter Eddie Hearn talks about the recent news of Canelo Alvarez aligning with PBC instead of re-upping with the zone, and why he's a little bit excited to have the zone's budget opened up now that he can try and bring in some other big fights to the platform. Hearn readily admits he didn't have a compelling offer for Canelo at this moment, but will look to circle back with him once he's freed up again. And here's some of what he had to say on the topic. Not every Canelo fight works financially for DAZN, but it works for us. So we'd love to continue promoting him, but I think it's the best move for his career right now. As I understand it, not set, it could be anyone. But I guess, obviously, Charlo is the front runner. Maybe a Benavidez fight in the future. I don't know. Morel, Errol Spence, he says. One of our biggest strengths previously was we had Callum Smith. We had Billy Joe Saunders. We could make Golovkin fight. We had Dimitri Bivol. This time around, like I said, we couldn't actually make an offer, but we really had Bivol, which we couldn't deliver. And Berlanga, sorry, Berlanga, who probably isn't 
going to be ready for two or three fights. So I think they've got two or three, four fights from there. Uh, that obviously makes sense. And I think at this stage in his career, that's closing. that closing run could be perfect for him. The plan is for Berlanga to keep making statements and keep making sure you make that fight as big as possible. Because when that deal's done, whether it's done next summer or next winter, we want to then go back to Canelo and say, right now we have Edgar Berlanga, Dimitri Bivol is undisputed at 175, etc. So for Edgar, I think it focuses the mind that the fight is not available right now and needed to go through the levels as people keep telling us on social media. The zone was spending a huge amount of money on Canelo Alvarez that's now sitting, that now sits floating, gives us the potential to go and make some mega fights uh, on the back end of this year. And that's really the job we're going to be tasked with now. So we're not going to be replacing one night and going uh, going to be replacing multiple nights and bringing these big names to the platform with the money that would have been previously spent one night with Canelo Alvarez. So in that respect, I'm excited. And so are we. We'll see what we get lined up. Having said that, he continues. And according to BoxingScene.com, Eddie says uh, he's had a cantankerous relationship with peer promoters of late. Uh, top-ranked Bob, uh, top-ranked boss Bob Arum has called him a joke. Mayweather promotion CEO Leonard Ellerby has blasted the Brit for blowing over a billion dollars and failing to build a star in the United States. Oscar De La Hoya of Golden Boy has consistently shared a steady diet of critique toward Hearn. Lou DiBella of DiBella Promotions has demanded that Hearn should stay out of other people's business. And after the Canelo Alvarez opted to stage his next fights, as I just explained with PBC, uh, the boxing public chimed in on the Mexican star choosing not to work with Hearn and DAZN. Um, Hearn insisted, however, that Matchroom and DAZN could not offer Alvarez the caliber fights he was seeking that would be worth the investment. And they, they were fine with Alvarez working with rival executives and networks. You've got Leonard Ellerby, Lou DeBella, and Oscar De La Hoya all completely obsessed with me, and they're all jealous, said Hearn. They would laugh at that but they would give their left, left testicle to be in my position with my TV deals, roster, global platform, and schedule. It's weird to watch someone's demise so badly. It just makes me work harder. It makes me more determined to win. The sentiment comes days after Hearn stated that U.S.-based promoters don't want him around, seizing market share. Following the aftermath of Alvarez leaving match from zone. Uh, Hearn admitted that the calendar year has been won thus far by Al Heyman's premier boxing champions and that streaming service zone will use the budget once allocated for Alvarez to instead stage a series of other high-profile and desired fights. And uh, does the ranting stop there? Yes, it does for the time being. Let's see what uh, Franchon Cruz discern. She's, uh, she's set to take on Savannah Marshall, uh, and uh, she admits she's a bit bitter over losing to uh, Marshall uh, back in, I think, 2011. Let's have a quick look here, what she's saying. Yes, uh, she took an amateur loss against Marshall in 2011. At that time, both women met in the Olympic test event where Marshall took a 14 to 12 points win. But that's not the way Cruz Desern felt about the fight. She said, I'm bitter about the decision. Savannah did what she can do, which was her best, and she can't control the people pushing the button. But if you feel like you can do what you think you could do then, do it again now. Do it. I know in my heart I won that fight. As Cruz, as Cruz Desern tells it, uh, that loss changed the trajectory of her career, believing it made her look 
undeserving to represent the USA and provided a bigger opportunity for Clarissa Shields to shine. Cruz Desern was careful to not take any credit away from Shields, uh, but it just says the loss has diminished her stock. Because I fought uh, her before Clarissa and I was the top seed in America, for me coming up short against her didn't look good. I'm not saying it let Clarissa in, but it just kind of made me look like I was incompetent to represent the United States, which wasn't the case because after the Olympic trials at the World Championships in the same tournament, Savannah beat Clarissa in an I medaled silver. Hmm. So with Marshall coming in to contend uh, for Cruz Desern's 168-pound world titles this weekend, Cruz Desern sees this as an opportunity to prove herself once more and get some redemption along the way. Once again, another good USA versus UK battle in the making. Let's uh, conclude today's uh, show with a bit of news out of Thailand. Uh, we rarely get to report on news out of Asia, but believe me, it is happening. Japan, Thailand, Vietnam are all boxing frenzies right now. They're, the markets are going crazy for boxing. And we rarely report about it because we rarely get stories, but here's one. In a direct rematch, WBC strawweight champion Panya Parabsiri, a.k.a. Pechmani CP Freshmart, he's 40-1, and 24 knockouts, scored a eighth-round TKO over a very game 38-year-old challenger Narhito Tanaka, who's 20 and 10, on Wednesday in a temporary outdoor arena in Rayong, Thailand. Prabdism dropped Tanaka in round one and staggered him round three. And after four rounds, WBC open scoring had Prabdatsky ahead 40-35, 39-36, 39-36. And in round eight, Tanaka's corner man dashed into the ring to save his fighter from further punishment. Prabdatsky uh, previously outpointed Tanaka in an entertaining fight 11 months ago. So there you have it, uh, talking Fight Fans. Appreciate you for joining me today. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Orr for his show, Knuckle Up. <laughs>